Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And welcome in, everybody, to SEC Football and Beyond. Appreciate you joining us as we uh doing it solo today is Neil, uh, my partner, Neil McCready, partner in crime here on SEC Football and Beyond, is not with us today, uh, taking care of some personal details. But we've got a lot to talk to. Uh, we've got, obviously, draft is center stage. I've got a big announcement about what we're doing Um on these channels, the, the channels, if you're listening to this on the YouTube channel for uh, Neil, um, we'll certainly uh, we'll tell you about how you can catch this show that we're going to be doing starting next week for a couple of weeks. And then the NFL drafts got NFL draft specials that we're going to get to. Um, so we're going to get into that. We've got some, a lot of draft stuff that we're going to talk about. We're going to take your questions in the comment section. Got some big recruiting news that's going to be breaking today, announced today in college football. Um, and it could be, could be a big day for the Big Blue Nation out in Lexington. Uh, in Middle Tennessee, there is a, uh, a, a, a again, announcements that's coming out, um, particularly to twins and a big offensive lineman from Indiana that is uh, also a, a very impressive prospect. We're going to talk a little bit about them and uh, tell you about what could be happening as we should know today officially where they're headed. Um, so as you know, we're two weeks out from the NFL draft as of yesterday. So as we do this show Friday the 16th, uh, we will be Two weeks from today, we'll be talking about the first round of the NFL draft. How do you find out about what's going on um, uh, over uh, in the NFL draft, draft weekend? I know there are different shows. There are different ways you can consume it. We've got something special that I'm excited to talk about, and it came out, and this is the power of you guys that are listening. Um, one of the listeners in the comment section, in the chat room, just came out and said, well, why don't you do a draft show during draft day and take us behind the scenes and this and that? And I first thought was, I can't do that. I mean, well, how am I going to do that? It just doesn't really fit. Then I started to think about it, went to bed that night, and I said, you know, why can't I? Um, my first thought is, if you think about what I do during the draft now, is 
I don't think people maybe maybe you do maybe you don't understand that teams are not in the city of the draft. It always used to be New York. It's in Cleveland this year, so nobody from the team is in Cleveland. Uh, they'll have somebody representing handing in the pick, and it's maybe an equipment guy or somebody associate, friend of the owner or what have you. All the people that are involved in the decision-making process are in their draft room. Last year, we know due to COVID, it was done virtually from their homes and all those things. Um, so that's always been a virtual process for me. My work is consulting work for teams that is is done and we're I'm going to be busy for the next two weeks with more meetings the evaluations are done um, but the meetings and the strategizing are what takes place here the next couple of weeks um, during draft night Thursday Friday Saturday it is um a lot of communicating of, you know, but it used to be a lot by phone. Now through modern technology, it's through direct messaging, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm not Twitter, um, uh, text and, um, and, and the, the DMS and the, the texts are the main ones and some emails. Those are the three. So, you know, I do that now. It's it's going to be a little bit of a, a, an interesting show in that I'm going to do it myself. I thought about having somebody else. Here's the reality is to be fair to a co-host, to do this, it would be constantly interrupting because unlike a show like this where you have maybe, all right, look, we're going to talk about it. We'll, we'll address the subject that you might want and we go into detail and whatever. But this is a show that you're reacting live to things and this is going to be about looking at text, looking at an email, looking at a DM, and, hey, look, this is what's going on. I will take you behind the scenes of what I'm doing. I'll be talking to you. You'll be watching me and listening. There's going to be moments of silence where I have to say, hold on, got to check this out. You know, it is going to be a long show that is going to be, we're going to, I'm going to start at a half an hour before the first pick. So let's see if I got the, the times down for you. So <clears throat> 630 Central Time, Thursday, April 29th, to the completion of round one, which is going to be whenever, probably about 11 o'clock at night. <clears throat> Friday, 530 Central Time to, uh, you know, about the same time, 11, 1130 at night, whenever it's over. And then Saturday, 10.30 in the morning, central time, to the conclusion of the draft. I don't know. Usually we get done at four-ish, five-ish, whatever it is <clears throat> that we'll be doing. So in terms of time, where can you find it? You can find it on these channels. Now, obviously, Neil's – those of you that are listening on, on Neil's YouTube channel won't be on there. Neil's got his own shows and stuff that he does. But you're going to be able to catch this on um, the Landry Football YouTube channel, you'll be able to catch it on um, uh, Landry Football Facebook. And probably the best way is Twitch TV. You can just go to LandryFootball.com, click follow Chris on Twitch. You can watch it. You can watch it on your smart TV. You can watch it on your phone, your iPad, 
laptop, desktop, whatever. Um, basically, what I will do is provide that for you, a, a behind-the-scenes look. So we'll probably be telling you about the picks maybe before they're made. Uh, we'll be telling you about um, is, you know, okay, Some they're trying to move up. There's a lot of discussions that never come to fruition because you can't consummate a deal, but we're going to, we're going to provide the insights for you. That's going to be a little bit different. Um, instead of the talking heads and telling you this and telling you that, um, we're going to be able to tell you truly what's going on. We'll react to the picks. We'll maybe tell you a little bit thoughts on it. Of course, uh, the complete analysis, when I have time to absorb and kind of check and see <clears throat> back with them why, we'll, we'll get into all that. So we'll have all of that. We'll take your comments and questions. And it gets hectic. You know, you're going to have to please understand that it's it's going to be something that is, you know, might not be able to get to the questions or comments because things are happening at a fast pace. So you think it's a slow process because maybe it takes a while between picks like a duck on top of the water. It looks so smooth underneath. There's a lot of paddling. And so I'm going to take you into the paddling. I'm going to take you into that. And we'll, we'll see. It's not going to be a smooth radio show, polished podcast, TV show. It's going to be an unvarnished version of inside this war room, this draft room, uh, looking at um, the board and working off of that. And, um, and, and providing the information for you uh, that that uh, you so uh, richly are interested in. So we're going to get that to you. So excited to share that news with you. Reminder that um, go to Twitch, join us in the chat room, communicate with us. Uh, remember to hit the heart button at the top of the page. Follow us so that you can get information. So, for example, on the draft show, you it'll, it'll send you a message that we're getting ready to get started. So... So thank you for joining us, and please help spread the word as you can catch the Chris Landry Twitch channel at www.twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on your mobile device and um, for a look at uh, the game of football from a coaching, scouting, administrative perspective, we also encourage you to check out LandryFootball.com. Um, and I appreciate your patience as I'm kind of at the start of this getting a lot of business out of the way, but um, it's not what I wanted to do, but I figured a little extra time and, and, and I wanted to be able to provide this, um, LandryFootball.com. We have everything that you would want to know on the draft, all the boards, the horizontal boards, the, the vertical boards, that's the top overall players, top players by position. And we've got all the scouting reports. You want a scouting report, every player from the first player that's taken to the guy that's going to be an undrafted free agent. We've got them all there for you. Got them by position. You can check it out. So we've got it all for you. I'm working now and we'll have it probably the beginning of next week. I'm, I'm finalizing it actually inside the draft room of all 32 teams. Uh, give an overview. How many picks they have? What are their needs at this point? At this stage of free agency, potential targets in each round uh, give you a good view. Biggest needs, why, what they're looking at, a, a recap of who they've signed, who they re-sign, got it all for you, the whole kit and caboodle. So it'll take you inside the draft room with all 32 teams. So 
Uh, with that said, um, want to, and I appreciate Rich Coach and Jeff joining us early. I'm going to get to your questions in a second. I do want to start with a little recruiting news in college football in the SEC, and it could be a big day uh, as two twins from Middle Tennessee, um, Spring Hill, Tennessee, Summit High School, their outstanding athletic quarterback, Destin Wade, who's a really good athlete, he's 6'3", 205, he's going to play something else in college, I think, um, and he can do things with the ball in his hands slot, maybe some receiver stuff. We'll see. Maybe on the defensive side, really good athlete. Um, He's a four-star prospect. His brother, twin brother, Keaton Wade's uh, a little bit different. He's a little bit more uh, 6'4 and a half, 6'5, 225. Really good outside linebacker prospect that can really run. Great range. We're talking about a top 20 outside linebacker nationally. Um, We're talking about two of the top 15 players in the state of Tennessee in this class. And it looks like strongly and all signs indicate that when they announce, I believe at five o'clock today, um, I believe that's when they're after school today sometime. I believe they're going to, well, they're going to announce their school and it sounds like it's going to be Kentucky. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where that plays out. I do know that Tennessee, Louisville, Virginia has all made their kind of final list, but they were heavily recruited. Don't think, well, Louisville, Virginia, that doesn't match up. No, it's really, we're talking about four-star prospects that are really deserving of those grades. Um, this on the heels too, that we could, Kentucky could get some good news um, from the kid from Indiana, the big tackle. Keonta um, Goodwin is a really nimble-footed athlete that can become a really good offensive lineman. Kentucky's done a good job with offensive line development. Um, I know Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, you name it, has offered them. As has, by the way, the Twins been offered by like 15 schools, some of the top. Um, This kid is a top 300 overall prospect in the country. Uh, Looks like Kentucky's got a pretty good shot with him. So we're, we're going to find out with him shortly. So that's some of the latest news of the day. Um, we're going to get in kind of the top of the draft and some of the latest goings on uh, around maybe some of the the scuttlebutt. Um, but I want to get to quickly a couple of questions here. Jeff, morning, Jeff. Happy Friday. Thankfully, the NCAA got something right and are going to allow players a one-time transfer without having to sit out. Your thoughts on this? Jeff, I'm not a big uh, – I think here's the problem with sitting out, and, and uh, I, I think there's merit to it. There's a lot of unintended consequences, though, that come along with it. So on the surface, it sounds great. Kid ought to be able to transfer. I, I think there's many cases where a kid should be allowed to transfer, and I think in most cases it's handled properly. Um I do like some of the guardrails they put in on having to determine at a certain time. Here's the problem, Jeff, about the transfer. And this is the unintended consequences of it. When, and just as transferring in general, making it easy to transfer. As a coach, my experience is that most kids transfer and then later regret that they transfer. Uh, at the first sign of things not going well, 
Most of these kids come from a high school where they're some of the best, that may be the best on their team. Um, if you're looking at going to a college, all of a sudden you're not maybe as good as you thought. Maybe you're not as productive. Maybe things came easy to you naturally and you're not as successful. You want to go somewhere else. It's not necessarily, in fact, most of the time, it's not the best thing for you. But you have a right to do it. And I know people say, well, they have the right to do that. Yes, they do. But let me tell you what happens when you allow transfers to be more readily accepted. Maybe not some of the players that you're familiar with, but the majority of the players that transfer, you're, you transfer, schools are not going to have a – you can't change your mind and come back. They'll use that scholarship somewhere else. You go out there and you think the grass is greener, and you don't have a scholarship. You can't find one. There are more players in the transfer portal that can't find a home. And now what do they do? They got no place to play football. And I'm talking football now. This is, this is applicable to all sports. But I'm talking football. You got no place to play. No scholarship, maybe, maybe not. They can afford to to pay for college. I, I again, people don't think of that. People think, oh, give them the right to transfer. Okay, here's the other thing. Here's how this is going to work. Your favorite school signs their allotment of kids. Some of those guys just don't pan out. They're just not as good as we thought they just haven't developed. So, you know, what happens, we're going to bring Johnny in and say, look, we really, we're not, we're not going to have a scholarship for you. And they're going to basically use the transfer to push them out the door, which the scholarships are renewable. Here's the thing. It used to be kind of an honor system and people smirk at that. But when you offered a kid a scholarship, you didn't go back on your offer or else you wouldn't be able to go back and recruit that high school again. Now, in modern-day recruiting, you offer so early, the kid commits, decommits, you offer, you pull the offer, he commits somewhere else, you still recruit him. There's no really honor in that. You just, that's what happens. Okay. Now, let's take it a step further. They're on your campus. They've been there two years. They haven't distinguished themselves. So you know what? School's going to say, Johnny, we're moving on, and we're going to help you go somewhere else, but but we're moving on. And they're going to use that scholarship somewhere else for someone else. How does that benefit the kid? Well, the answer is it doesn't. It doesn't. What it does, it creates more of an opportunity for the kids to be unprotected. They're not as good a player. We're going to move on to them. We're going to move on from them, and we're going to go get another kid. So instead of a kid that has been in your system for two years and you just he is not going to progress, we just as soon try to use that scholarship on a younger guy, another transfer that's already better. How's that benefiting the kids? Oh, it benefits some. It doesn't benefit the majority. 
So, look, I here's it's common sense to me. If a kid wants to leave, and there are legitimate reasons, he wants to go home. He's really homesick. He um, got a sick member of the family. What have you? Absolutely, a hundred percent. You you get him there. You 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 help him. You you do whatever you need to do. Heck, you even pay moving exams. I mean, you do whatever. You, you of course you do that. You do the right thing. Why are rules, why are laws in place to try to do the right thing, to protect people? This is not protecting. This is not helping them. All it's done is giving you a loophole, as I said, to do something that I'm going to do what's best for my program and build my program. Hey, if a kid can move on, this is what we're going to do. Look, the whole thing, well, coaches can leave anytime they want and they give a commitment. Look, you, you have to understand. This is a profession for a coach. Colleges, you can snicker all you want. College, for the vast majority, is for academic opportunity. Get a scholarship. Learn. Develop your football skills. And take it as far as you can take it. Most of the time, it's going to be in a profession other than your sports profession, the majority will not. And I, we've gotten away from that. And I get it. We people, a lot of fans read about the money, the money that's coming in. People don't pay any attention to the, to the money that's going out, to the non-revenue sports that hemorrhage money. They make nothing and cost a ton. And there's not as much money. And I do think that, Caring for the student, giving them an opportunity, giving them all the support, that's what we need to be doing, and we need to be helping them. So here's my concern is, yes, I want kids that legitimately have a reason to transfer, that want to transfer, they should be allowed to do it. What this does is opens up a loophole to where a lot of kids are going to be hurt. So that's my thoughts on it, probably more, Jeff, than you wanted to wanted out of me on that. Rich says, uh, Chris, you mentioned yesterday in your Landry football podcast that all of your arguments on players and draft meetings are done before the draft week. Um, have you had someone kicked out of a draft meeting before back in Cleveland or Tennessee? No, never got to that. Um, I've had a couple of people storm out a little bit, <laughs> you know, but they weren't kicked out. Um, no, no. Uh, I wanted to leave a couple of times. Um, no, no. Um, I, I, I can tell you stories, though. I'm not going to bore you with it, but I, I can tell you that because um, they uh, Al told me this, but in in a couple of other Raider folks that they were there were there was there's chaos in the Raiders actually one year when they were looking at. Um, I'm trying to remember who the argument was. Um, it might have been. I don't know. They, they they were arguing about two players. 
Um, I'll have to think about it. I, I'll, 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 it'll come to me who the players were. The Raiders were arguing about two players in their draft room on draft day. Al didn't have a board. Al Davis, for people who don't know, God love him. He was immensely paranoid. So he, like, for example, most people, um, you know, what do you normally do in a big company? You usually have somebody that comes in at night, cleans the building, right? I mean, you normally contract it out to people that are professional custodians. Al didn't do that. Al, Al had somebody that was on the staff that's paid to do that. He didn't want anybody going through trash or anything. He's, this is, you know, uh, he didn't have a board. He didn't have a board that anybody can see. He was just very, very, very paranoid on a lot of things. Um, and so basically they came down to it. They would write, you know, a few names on the board and discuss what we're going to do. We're coming up. This is what we're going to do. Anyway, they were arguing over two players and the time ran out. And so when the time runs out on the clock, it's only happened a handful of times in 35 years. Um, the team on the clock next is on the clock. So if you're picking 15th and your time runs out, team that's 16th is on the clock and you can't, you then, when their pick is done, you have to run your card up because you you have to run the card up. Um, the clock ran out on them and, and uh, they argued. Uh, I tell you what it was. Tell you what it was. It was Billy Joe Hobart. Now that I think about it, they drafted him. Um, gotta be, uh, I'm trying to remember the other the other person. Anyway, so yeah, it, uh, it it doesn't. Some strange things happen though this time of year. Good morning, Mr. Ryan McGuire. Saying it is today an historic day with the NFL entering into official partnerships with sports betting entities. Ryan, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Good job because I heard about it, thought about it, mine's focused on the draft, whatever, and it. It is an historic day. You know, I can tell you, I was in an owner's meeting, um, and I can remember um, Paul Tagliabue being asked, is there going to be a day where we're going to have an NFL team in Vegas? And Paul's quote was, not in my lifetime. <laughs> not going to happen in my lifetime. There's an NFL team in Vegas. There's an official partnership with sports betting entities. There's going to be more of it. I think there's going to eventually be because the money dictates it, right? There'll probably be one day kiosks in stadiums where you'll be able to go in and, and bet. Now, I mean, it, do you really need a kiosk? Everybody's got a phone and you can do it by phone now. So maybe I'm, maybe that's even wrong. Maybe you don't even need a kiosk. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do for things you can't do on your phone. I think they're going to absolutely um, embrace it. Here's the thing, and it is so different. The first big sign you go into a lot in the locker room, college or NFL, is <laughs> warnings about gambling. And the reason is they're so fearful of a player being on a take it. The only thing, the only thing that affects is the integrity of the game. You can talk all you want. 
if a player commits murder, we've had that with Ray Carruth. If a player commits sexual violence, Ray Rice. You can you can get them out of the game, and that's you are associated with gambling. It affects the integrity of the game, the legitimacy of the game, and they've always straddled that line. Oh no, we're not involved yet in in, in gambling, but. They love the fact. Why do you think the NFL? I think one of the big reasons, uh, maybe the biggest reason that the NFL is as popular as it is, is the gambling aspect and the fantasy football aspect, the billions with a B impact. It's just tremendous. It's just, it's just, so you gotta, you gotta do business with them, but you've got to maintain the integrity of not that it's dirty, but you got to make sure that it doesn't come into your locker room to where it will affect the integrity of the game. It's tough because that's the one thing that would kill the whole gambling aspect. If you thought, if there was a rumor about a legitimacy of a game, I mean, nothing's worth worse. We've seen that happen with uh, with uh, with the NBA, the official scandal. We've seen it in college basketball, a bunch. Boston College, Tulane. So yeah, no, I think it is an enormous day. Good to good to hear from you, Ryan. Rich says, "How does players transferring to another school affect scouts and how they evaluate their scouting?" Um, it's like anything else, uh, Rich. You a player moves, you you always try to figure out why they're moving. It's but more and more common today. It's kind of like a player skipping the bowl game. I mean, you'd never do that in my day in coaching. You just you worked your butt off to get ready for a bowl game, and I can remember coaching and get ready for a, a a Gator bowl game against South Carolina, Shannon Sharp, and you know we had guys at LSU that were just banged up and they were working their rear end trying to get back. Now guys would wouldn't even consider playing in the Gator bowl. The landscape has changed. I get it. I understand. You have to adjust to it. Why did they transfer you? You okay. Guy goes from school A to school B. I'm going to talk to the folks at school A about him. How was this time there? What was the case? What's your thought on it? Yeah. You just do your homework. I don't think it necessarily puts up a red flag that the kid's a bad kid or the kid's soft or the kid doesn't work. I I think there are legitimate reasons why you can transfer there. There are legitimate reasons though. Why it's the easy way out. It's just, it is. I mean, I'll say this. You can look at it the other way. Mac Jones, and we'll talk about him in a second. Here's a guy that's going to be taken high, probably higher than anybody thought. Here's a case for sticking it out. Could have gone to Kentucky, could have played at Kentucky earlier, could have played in any number of places early. Stuck it out at Alabama. Was a real shot that maybe he wouldn't even have played. Could have potentially, certainly by one year, probably Bryce Young beats him out with a little more experience. If he had one more year, you know, who knows? May not even play. Stuck it out. And look what how one year says a lot about it. Says a lot about his toughness, his, um, you know, loyalty and dedication. That That's a mental toughness thing to me. I, I, I'm not going to 
be dishonest and say that I probably have more respect for the guy that says, I don't give a damn this guy is beating me out. You selected him. I'm going to stay here, coach, and I'm going to show you that you're wrong, and I'm going to show you why I'm better, and I'm going to work harder in practice than the next guy. I'm going to produce better to where you got to get me on the field. That's that's what I like. That's what I'm about. I, I, I'm not going to run from that. So I want that guy. But it doesn't mean that maybe somebody does those things and it's just a better fit somewhere else. But you can't be eliminating for that because society has changed. LSU Talk, hey, appreciate you. Good morning to you and uh, appreciate you joining us. Also, I wonder if sometimes a college athlete realizes how much costs goes to college. I, I don't know that they do. One of the thoughts, Kev, uh, at LSU Talk is, is that, all right, look, here's what we'll do. We'll pay you. And then you pay your meals. You pay your dorm room or apartment. You pay for your books. You pay your tuition. You do that. You give them the money, and then they have to pay it. They'll, they'll realize it's a lot It's a lot more. It's a lot more than you think. And, um, yeah, you know, it, there's no question. I don't think they get as much of a feel for it. All right, I want to get into some updates on um, – the top of the draft in draft discussions. I'm going to take your questions, comments there. So join us in the chat room. But I want to thank the great folks at Blue Sky and Alpha Specialties. Blue Sky, they believe in fast, fresh, and friendly. That's their model. Through thoughtful layout and cleansiness in their stores, Blue Skies hopes to provide customers with fast and easy buying experiences from service, to products, Blue Skies plans to keep things fresh and always provide the freshest flavors of their brand name products and their best services available. They even bring in some new products on the market to their stores to provide an even better customer service. A smile can say it all, and Blue Skies wants to show our customers that they sh- care about them and their shopping experience, and they will always strive to improve their efforts and accomplish exactly that. So check out Blue Sky today at any of our 48 store locations across the Southeast. Also, got to tell you about the great folks at Alpha Specialties. Located on 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi, they are a trailer-specific professionals. If you want to haul it, they can call it. Alpha is the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail, the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment, the high first rounder of trailer equipment, dump, gooseneck trailers that are being built, fully primed and power coded. Local trail trailers come with an industry leading three year warranty and two years of uh, roadside assistance. Alpha Specialties has a Hallmark Cargo Trailers, one of the mo- most quality cargo trailers on the market, perfect for hauling goods to markets and shows, ATVs to deer camp, hauling race cars, anything you can think of. Alpha can even work through third parties to have gamely trailers and concession trailers built. For podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. That's hard to believe, but... It is true. Alpha has a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. 
They also do all types of truck accessories. Listeners can also get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha Full Service Shop. They can repair all types of trailers, concessions, horses, uh, trailers, utilities, enclosed, goosenecks, and RV. Give them a call. Take this number down, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. That's A-L-P-H-A-O-F-M-S.com. The number again is 601-932-9798. Make sure you tell them you heard about us, um, Alpha, on the MPW Digital Network of Podcasts. Appreciate both of those folks' commitment to the show. Um, people like to talk about, um, what's going to happen at the top of the draft. If you are just joining us reminder that we've got big special announcements on most of these channels here, the Chris Landry football, Twitch channel, the Landry football, Facebook channel, and the YouTube channel Landry football going to be doing, um, Starting next week, Monday, what is Monday? Monday is the 19th, 4 p.m. Central to 5 p.m. Central. I'm going to be doing the next two weeks draft preview shows Monday through Friday of next week and then Monday through Friday of draft week. In addition, we'll be doing a draft show throughout the entire draft. So we'll get on a half an hour prior to the start of the draft, which will be 6.30 um, central time on Thursday, and we'll take you through every pick on Thursday. We'll do the same thing on Friday. It'll be 5.30 central. Round two starts at 6 central, and we'll take you through that. Saturday, same thing. We'll take you through the rest of the rep. That'll be 10.30 central, half an hour before the first pick starts. All important uh, rounds four uh, through seven, and we'll do the last four. We'll take you pick by pick. We'll analyze it for you. We will talk about what's going on behind the scenes before the picks are made. We'll probably be able to get for you the picks in many cases before they're announced. Um, So you can follow the draft. You can get the information. But I think maybe the most unique thing is you're going to get an insight into virtually into all the draft rooms. Certainly, all the ones that I'm involved with will be getting information and we'll be providing that information to you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, they're going to be pauses in the show with checking a text, checking a DM, so on and so forth. But I'm going to be kind of sharing that with you as best I can to kind of let you know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's, again, it's an unvarnished broadcast that's going to take you behind the scenes like you haven't seen before, you know, the ones that do it in the studio or on site or whatever, they're just talking about this or that and talking about the players. We'll give you the information on the players, but we're going to give you the information that's coming out of the draft rooms in each of the NFL cities. So bookmark that sign up for the Chris Landry football Twitch channel. Uh, go do that today. It's free. It's simple. Subscribe. You'll get notifications. Uh, click the like button, Twitch, dot tv slash chris landry football sign up for it um because this those the the shows um the live shows that's not going to be podcast form who's going to listen to a podcast for eight hours that about the draft that happened last night 
you're going to want to be watching that live. Hey, look, I get it. You're not probably going to want to watch it for eight whole hours, but you can have it on your TV, your smart TV, your iPad, your desktop, laptop, whatever, and you can kind of monitor it. And we'll, um, we'll provide you some insight that you, that you haven't had before. So, and I want to thank, and, and it's, again, it's the power of you guys. It was an idea brought by someone else. I mean, I thought about doing it, but I never really thought about, wait a minute, I'm busy with all this and that. I can't really do it. Well, you know, why not put the headset on, talk to the folks or get them a look into what I have to do. I'm going to be sitting right here anyway. I'm going to be communicating and doing that. Anyway, why not open the door a little bit, unveil the curtain a little bit, and give you an unvarnished view of it. So with the the draft two weeks away, wanted to get that um, updated. Top of the draft. The storyline is, and, and, you know, that's what interests folks the most. The great thing about what we're going to do is we're going to be telling you about how the real value in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, there are a lot of good players. For those of you that are not members of LandryFootball.com, I encourage you to do so. You can get all the detailed information, all the scouting reports, all the draft boards, all the inside the draft room analysis of the teams, of the needs and what their targets are likely going to be. The majority of every team is going to be non-first rounders. Football is a game of numbers. It's it's about a 53-man roster, starting with 80, working down to 53. Uh, it's about depth. Yes, no doubt. Getting your great quarterback if you're Jacksonville, it's it's the most important. But just that, and not putting a good team just, just doesn't, it doesn't work. We've seen that with many quarterbacks, right? So the importance of understanding the players that you don't hear as much about, or maybe a player that you know a lot about because he's maybe on your favorite team. That's really more of a later round guy. And he's not as good of a prospect as you might think, or it's somebody that you don't know a whole lot about. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it through the seven rounds and, and give you an unvarnished view um, into what, what we do. The top of the draft hasn't looked at. I think number three is going to be interesting with San Francisco. And I think at number four, Atlanta right now is working a couple of angles. I think they've got the guy that they'll take there at four. But I do think they're continuing to work somebody that wants to move up at quarterback how far would they have to move down? I think the more people you get interested, the more you float it out there, you know, the more people that are closer to your pick behind you might be interested. If not today, if not tomorrow, if not next week, draft night, all of a sudden their guy, their quarterback, um, you know, might slip. Maybe you can move down two spots. Still get your guy. Remember, if you need a quarterback, there's some intriguing guys in this draft. But if you've got your quarterback set, man, are you in a position to get one of the top two, three players in this draft? And you might get the best non-quarterback in this draft, and you might be outside the top five and be able to get one uh, one or two or three uh, have the option to get any one of three guys. 
So you're in good position. I think Atlanta's kind of in that sweet spot right now. One, two, three are going to be taken by the Jags, by the Jets, by the Niners. Don't know that Atlanta's going to pick at four. I don't know that for certain. Um, I think there's going to be um, a, a maybe better than 50-50 that they do take the pick, but that really depends upon the late offers. By the way, that's a lot of what we're going to get to closer to the draft and certainly when we go on the air on draft night. Then Cincinnati's there looking at <clears throat> what's going to be there, Miami. I think, I think those two teams are in pretty good shape is they've got, at least they feel, their quarterbacks of the future. They they could be the benefactor of a really good player falling into their lap. But curious to see at Detroit, Carolina, uh, Denver, Dallas, the the bottom, the filling out the top 10 is going to be interesting. My, my thoughts are we're going to see the quarterbacks go, but we're going to see at least one, probably two, that will quote unquote slip. People, I always laugh. People, the first question I get by media that calls me, why did fill in the blank slip? I'm like, do you not? It's simple math. I'm not great at math. You start looking at all the players, they got 12 people going in the top five. Common sense, somebody's not going to go there. I'm already being asked. I'm already being asked, why are the Alabama receivers slipping? They're not slipping. People are going to go for the quarterbacks or they're not. If they do, you know, the Alabama receivers are going high. They may not go six. They may not go seven. But the way the board's going to go is you're going to see the couple of quarterbacks, third quarterback, and we'll see where the fourth and fifth go. You're going to see Panesu will go high, but he may slip a little bit. Big tackle for Morgan. You're going to see Jamar Chase go high, receiver from LSU. He's he's number one on more teams' boards than any um, because of his size. But remember, what are you looking for in a receiver? Big guy, great hands, speed. People forget him a little bit because he didn't play last year. Um, The Alabama receivers, Jalen Waddell, to me, has got a lot of Tyreek Hill in him. Who wouldn't want that? But do you do you like Tyreek Hill? Do you like DJ Metcalf? I mean, they're two different guys, both great. And Devontae Smith was only the best receiver in college football, like the best player in college football last year. Yet he was the second best receiver on Alabama's team last year until Waddle went down. It it shows again opportunity, how well you coach and develop players. Devontae's going to be great. They're going to go high. We're going to see those guys, and what that's going to do is that's going to push up the next crop of receivers to to. It's going to push them up. So the quicker those guys go, those three receivers go, then the next crop: Kadarius Tony, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore. Those guys, which are remember twenty-four first round grades, those guys are high second round value. They're going in the first round, at least two of them probably all three. They're going to go because they're the next group of guys. And then you've got the group following that. I mean, look, there's some people in the league that, I mean, I think Rashad Bateman of Minnesota will get play in the first round. 
I, I think they're better players on the board, but when you get a run on a position, you're going to see it. You're not going to see a run on defensive ends early. You're going to see the runs on well, the quarterbacks early, the receivers early. Um, you're going to see Kyle Pitts go very high, and then you're going to start to see a little bit of run after Panesu. You might see a couple of more tackles go. You're going to see some corners go, Sertain and Farley, depending on how they have Farley uh, medically graded on their board. So that's kind of how it's going to go. What's going to be great about doing the live show with you is I'll be able to take you through it of what's going on. Because one of the things about mock drafts that people like uh, that, 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 that are just really, though, useless is that once things change a little bit, it affects everything. It affects, you know, you know, when people will say, do you think so-and-so is going to move up? Well, the answer to that can't be determined until who's there on the board. The answer is there's always a possibility of somebody moving up or moving down. That is strictly dictated by what their board says and how many guys are remaining on their board or off their board. You start to see guys come off their board. There's one guy hanging there. You might want to move up two, three spots to get him because there's a, a gap on your board after that guy's gone. So you don't want that. It, you don't want to miss out on him. But if you got three or four of those guys with equivalent grades, well, you're more in line to say, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm staying here. I'm getting one of those. So no, I'm not going to move. So there's always that possibility. You know, the whole thing is Dallas going to move up and get Kyle Pitts. No, because they're not going to, they're not going to be able to give up enough to do it. Nor is that the right move for them because they need a lot. And while Kyle Pitch could help anybody, anybody, um, that doesn't change the, the, the fortunes of the Cowboys. So, and, and I don't think even if they want to do it, I don't think they'll be able to pull that off. A uh, couple of questions you'll get to here. Um, what was your scouting evaluation of Terry Glenn out of Ohio State, Brian Young out of Notre Dame, Tony Brackens out of Texas, Joe Cardona out of Navy? Joe was was just a a really hardworking guy that was a deep snapper and was a hard working physical special teams guy. I I had a really good friend of mine in the business. There's a GM in the league. Really loved him. In fact, they took him, and he was a personnel director in Jacksonville. They took him. I wasn't crazy about Tony Bracken. Our defensive line coach at the time coached Tony, and I loved him. I, I thought Tony was um, was gifted, but I didn't think he had the biggest heart, and I think that played out. Uh, like the talent, just was uh, far from a train killer. Bryant Young uh, was had a great first step uh, and was – Really good. Played with good leverage. Played with good power and quickness. It's really good. Terry Glenn. Well, I had a good grade on Terry Glenn. But if you remember, Terry Glenn came out. That's the guy that that Florida Reese wanted to take for us. Um, that was the year Eddie George came out, and I was able to get us on that track. And and Terry had a good career. He was kind of probably most. Famously, you know, she was taken by the Patriots and Parcells was there at the time. And Terry was a little bit of a guy that, that, uh, well, he didn't meet the standards of Bill Parcells toughness. And 
he had trouble getting over injuries and hamstring and ham pulls. And if you can remember the famous, the infamous statement that Parcells made, um, a reporter asked, how's Terry Glenn coming along? And Parcells says, she's doing well. So um, that was something that was in it. Uh, <laughs> It was very controversial. What, imagine if that was done today. That was that was pretty big back then. Um, but Terry was a good player, and I'm I'm glad. And Ricky Dudley was in that draft. Ohio State had big time playmakers, but I thought we had the right guy. Got the right guy in um, in uh, Eddie George. So happy there, Jeff. What is the latest on Eric Gilbert? He's going to end up back at LSU. Alabama got a commitment from a four star defensive lineman, Jaheim Odoms. Also, yes, um, had the details on. Um, the Bama commitment uh, over in LandryFootball.com in our scouting notebook. Any uh, recruiting updates on anybody, anything going on, you can get that in our scouting notebook, our recruiting notebooks. We've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Um, Jaheim Otis is a really talented guy. Alabama's in really good position uh, this year. They've probably got the best class going, um, and they've got – playmakers on both sides of the ball and they're they've got a they're great in the state of Alabama they got they got a loaded group of players in state um uh, in the state of Alabama that are a high ordinate number of five-star guys for uh the next class uh the latest on Eric Gilbert is quite frankly I don't everybody's focused on where Eric's going to go I don't think Eric's going to be eligible to play for anybody this year said it before. I don't know that I don't know this for a fact. I just know that the the school part and the personal issues part uh I don't think football is is the priority right now. So uh, unless that changes, I don't know. I I don't know that he ends up back at LSU. I don't know where he ends up. Um and again, until he kind of figures out his personal situation and his academic situation, just don't know. Um LSU Talk, we appreciate everything you do, Chris. If if I were a talk show host, I know it would be very beneficial to sign up. I've learned a lot more about football now. I feel like I've started listening. We appreciate that. Um, I appreciate the, <laughs> your y'all or your support. Um, want a reminder again, uh, as we call it a show, um, check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest. We've got uh, finishing up the inside the draft room look at uh, all the teams. We've got all the boards up, all the scouting reports up. So you want to make sure that you check that out. Also, uh, set a note, spread the word if you would help through social media about our uh, draft show that we're going to be doing um, on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the draft. We're going to be doing it live, unvarnished, behind the scenes. Join us for some of it, all of it, hopefully, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be very casual. It's going to be very interactive. It's not going to be like this so much. Well, it'll be that I'll be talking like I am solo, but there'll be pauses in there'll be times where I'm going to have to maybe go to the little boys room. Um, there are going to be times where I may have to take a call and step away. Um, but for the most part, I think I can minimize that or eliminate that through the text and things, but it may, you know, I'll, I'll talk folks. I'll talk you through it. It'll be fun. It'll, um, I think you're going to enjoy it. Hope you do. Uh, look, it was requested by some of you there in the chat room. 
So I wanted to do that for you. So that's how much you mean to us. So we really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, we'll, we will be uh, up on Landry football all weekend, keeping you update on all the latest goings on with draft preparations, recruiting, you name it. Mentioned today is going to be a big news day in recruiting uh, out in middle Tennessee. Uh, the great, uh, the great two four-star twins, uh, Wade twins uh, from Summit, Tennessee, uh, Spring Spring Hill, Tennessee, Summit High School, are going to announce today. Uh, all speculation is that it's going to be for the University of Kentucky. So it would be big gets for Mark Stoop and his staff. And we'll see, uh, obviously, the latest on Keonta Goodwin, the big offensive tackle. We'll have those updates on there and any other recruiting information we'll have for you. So appreciate you. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you over at LandryFootball.com and see you on Tuesday for another edition of SEC Football and Beyond. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit